everyone. Welcome back to Mapping the Trope. This is a romance podcast where we discuss romance books, romance media, romance things. My name is Paola. My name is Marianne. And I'm Adriana. And today, the chosen trope is age gaps. Yes, age gaps. So, um, I, I will admit, I was a bit hesitant about the trope, <laughs> but it's still something that I read, so it, it I didn't mind it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's it's a it's a trope that a lot of people may be hesitant about. I actually which is so valid. This one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Maria suggested it. I might be exposing myself a little bit here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let it's we'll, a- we're going okay. to dive deep into this one. Yeah, it's okay. I think the hesitance comes from uh, a good place because, you know, it can be, you know, depending on the ages of the characters can be a little bit uh, problematic. <laughs> but um, I find that I really enjoy it when uh, uh, the characters are like, in a more advanced age or they're like well-established adults who still somehow haven't found romance or maybe are giving it a second chance um but that's me um (laughs) what are y'all's feelings about the trope i i think this this and i think i've only read two age gap romances and in both Mm -hmm. the woman they're both um they're not both they're not both heterosexual romances i don't think but they're mf romances and mm-hmm. uh in the in both uh the woman is the one who's who's older and mm-hmm. i don't know i find them really really sweet i i i think i need to read more to have like a solid opinion mm-hmm. but i like them yeah what about you, Marianne? You suggested it. Yeah. <laughs> so I most of the ones I have read, the age difference are kind are a bit extreme, I would guess. Like maybe the character is mm-hmm. like twice their age or, or three times mm-hmm. their age or whatever. But I find it, how do I say it? I find it kind of captivating. You know, when they say, oh, age is just a number. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it makes sense when I read these stories. And no, 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 no. I do not mean minors versus um adult people i mean when they're both adults well-adjusted adults and they somehow find themselves you know attracted to each other Mm -hmm. like it's it's interesting to see i mean uh also the generational differences and how Mm -hmm. these differences get resolved through the text like if it's not resolved i actually don't like it that much but when the both characters recognize that they're like there's an age difference and there's different sort of uh, dynamics between them and how do they resolve it that I like mm-hmm. when those those kind of relationships happen and yeah that's I, I that's why I like the trope so much I don't know yeah and to further explain for those who may be lost in the sauce a little bit um about what the trope is about. TV Tropes has giveth this time because last time TV Tropes was an elusive lover, wasn't allowing me to find the definition, but this time it has provided. Um, and this is the defini- the initial definition that tvtropes.org offers for age gap romance. This is the uh, romantic relationship where there is a big difference in age between two lovers. The age difference usually causes some raised eyebrows or disapproving comments from other characters in the story, like these. He's old enough to be your father. You could be his mother or much, much older sister. The age gap is often presented in the work as an obstacle that the couple must overcome as they might be judged by others. Some characters can assume that the younger one is only in it for the money or nice gifts, or that the older one only wants to score a hot piece of ass and is not interested in anything else. 
and it often can be precisely the case. <laughs> <laughs> I love these. This is so fun. He's old enough to be your father. Oh my god. And I feel like that's always something that happens in the movies. Uh like, oh my god, legally blonde that uh she was like the one of the characters was married to a really rich man and and it was like she's old enough to be my sister <laughs> uh, i just i just love age gap um tropes because it's uh, there's always like a funny scene like that like oh isn't that your grandpa or, mm -hmm. <laughs> or something like that in oh my god in the parent trap the one with lindsay lohan when the dad is like so i wanna be with meredith i want to have her be part of the family and she goes oh yay i've always wanted a big sister <laughs> <laughs> oh my god when i was rewatching the parent trap the other day i feel like i think i was actually older than her because i think meredith meredith was like 23 or mm -hmm. something and I, i i was just in shock i was in shock i i couldn't believe that like because they both look You know, for me, they looked kind of appropriate together. I don't know. Maybe that's my bias coming through. But I didn't. <laughs> she was. I don't. I didn't see her as too young for him mm -hmm. at the moment. So it was. It was really funny because now I see it. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm older than her. What? <laughs> but I, but also low key, I'd also want to marry him because he was. He looked really really he, really attractive. He owns a wine a, a wine farm, and he lives in this rustic ass. Hacienda, um, <laughs> and oh my God, I, I, I too, I too would marry for the money um, yeah. and for that house. But also that's thanks to Nancy Myers giving us uh, unrealistic expectations of uh, houses. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Nancy Myers has an aesthetic in its big kitchens uh, that are pristine and you can almost certainly say that they don't cook there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but somehow it's the ideal like upper middle class, upper class uh, white suburbia kitchen. Yeah. It, it's for rich people basically uh rich white people we can't relate to it but we want it yeah we that's, still that's yearn basically. we still yearn for it and that's the magic of a nancy myers uh set design <laughs> um uh we we should probably discuss uh the first book probably. yes who wants to go first okay yay so once again this is talia hebert's world and we're just living in it so The book that I chose to talk about today is That Kind of Guy, which was released in 2019. This was, I think it was like the second arc that I requested and I got because indie authors are amazing. Mm -hmm. And this is Small Town Romance, where the older woman, her name is Ray, and I think she's like nearing her 40s or in her 40s. I, I don't remember like her exact age. But she is 12 years older than Zach, the love interest. And Ray is um, recently divorced and Zach is on his way to like be true to himself because for a while he's um, like sensed or he's been curious about his demisexuality. And then when the book starts, he knows he's, he's um, demisexual. Uh, and so he wants to like be true to himself and be true to that identity because for a really long time, like when he was in, in high school and a little bit into his adulthood, he was sleeping around, like he was a womanizer because he thought that that was going to make him enjoy sex. Uh, as opposed to, you know, having a relationship with someone, falling in love or earning that trust and then um, sleeping with, with them. And I love this. It's so, so sweet. Um, there's not, it's not 
that's steamy. I think there's only one sex scene and it's completely uh, skippable. So if anyone is not comfortable with reading sex scenes, you can skip the one in that kind of guy. And I love it because it's a very interesting dynamic because they're friends. They're friends. Uh, Zach and Ray are friends. They're in the same group of friends uh, like in the entire Ravenswood series and she has to go to a uh, writing convention where they're going to be giving out some awards and she doesn't want to go alone because uh, again her ex-husband is going to be there and she doesn't want people to feel sorry for her and so she wants Zach to pretend to be um, her boyfriend but Zach is kind of hesitant because he's kind of done with all the fake stuff. Um, oh, it's so good. I love it. It's such a sweet, lovely, genuine romance. I live for it. I don't know. Have you guys read it? No, I haven't, but I want to. Yeah, yeah I want to read it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I, I highly recommend it. It's so emotional. I, I've, I still want to read it because as we've discussed previously, we obviously love Talia Hibbert. Um, the Ravenswood series is very special. Um, and every single entry in that series is uh, unique in its own way while still maintaining the essence of it all, which is small town um, and like close relationships. Um, between the characters and I just love it I I I so want to read it I'm uh, I've just I've been so like disconnected from like and I I haven't I I started like the first half of the year reading a whole bunch and I now I'm just like stuck I I think I read one book this month so far uh and it was like a graphic novel that I bought. Um, and I'm so stuck with like books this this second half of the year so far. <laughs> I was like that last year. And then I picked up a coincidentally a Dalia Hibbert book, which was um, Danny Brown. And that kind of took me out of my slump immediately. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is we should read Talia Hibbert. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's Talia... Talia books are good for like getting out of that rut of like uh, a book slump um, but yeah I, I just had rough time reading or focusing on like books and stuff um, just like the book community in general but like <laughs> just like the all the books that I've I've read so like lately I it was just because I wanted to um, try, and I I tried and I read them, and it was they were fine and good. Um, but yes, I I want to read more. I I've been full disclosure. I've been reading a lot of fan fiction lately, which fits well with the fact that we have a romance podcast. I feel. Um, but I haven't been reading like actually published books because I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, fan fictions are a good um, palate cleanser. You know? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So just so just get your fill of that sweet, good drama stuff in there. <laughs> it, you'll you'll get your groove back. I know it. I know. I know. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> That was my ramble slash rant for we, today. We're having um, a um, quarter life crisis. Oh my god! Um, I yes, guess. I'm turning 26 in less than a month, less than half a month, I think. Uh, I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> you, you no, because you're right at the age where a romance book is gonna be written about you. Oh my god. You're you're reaching your main character status. Anyway, Maria, don't say that. I'm so single <laughs> and so <laughs> Oh my god. I can't take it. I can't take it. Um 
you know, uh, Marianne, talk about your book so I don't have to but, think or ponder about how alone I am. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, I actually wanted to say about um, that kind of guy mm-hmm. that I actually have not, or I don't remember, that I've read a book where the woman was older than the guy. And I really like that. Um, Paola, do you remember if she had like some kind of like reservations about the whole relationship or or things where she just really did not want to do it because of some reason or something? Uh, yeah, in the beginning, she's kind of like, I think he jokingly says that he would do it if she asked, like faking a relationship just for that weekend, for the writing thing weekend. And she goes like, you're younger than me. Nobody's gonna believe that you're with me. And he's like, what do you mean? That's that's not true. Like you, you have all the attributes to be considered, you know, my girlfriend, I guess. Oh, that's in, cute. In this house, we support MILFs and DILFs. We do. And I guess non-binary people who we'd like to fuck. Um, <laughs> and and, and BILFs we'd like to fuck yeah that'd be cool to read a like a like a super queer age gap Mm. romance like that would be like i am am taking notes i am taking notes (laughs) (laughs) writers listening we want more queer age gaps thank you thank you um i guess like yeah it's marianne uh, now you can talk about your book yes yes so my book it's called so sweet by rebecca weatherspoon these are actually it's a series of three books it's called so sweet so right and so for real and they're basically novellas like each one is maybe a hundred pages mm-hmm. each so i guess and i would say like read all of them at once because they're they're basically continuing the same story um basically this one is a about a struggling young uh, woman who, well, you know, she's looking for a job. She has to pay her rent. Her and her roommate are both like unemployed and they can't find, you know, a job. And basically her roommate suggests, suggests that they sign up on this app called Arrangements. And it's basically where you sign up to meet your sugar daddy. So she signs up and she's just there like trying to support her best her her roommate because she's kind of hesitant about that whole arrangement she doesn't want to be with like a super old man because she doesn't feel like she'll be willing to sleep with him or something like that but coincidentally she meets this man called michael bradbury our protagonist her name is kayla davis so she meets michael at a party where like a social mixer for people who were at the site, at the website. And coincidentally, he's actually a internet billionaire. He's the owner of like the arrangements app. So, you know, she's kind of, I would say she's kind of uh, surprised, you know, like I sign up and I suddenly meet up, meet this billionaire and everything. But both of them weren't actually looking to be together. They were like, oh, we click. And if we click, then why don't we see what we can do with this kind of attraction? So the thing I like about um, this age gap romance, so she's 24 and he's almost 50. I think he was 49. So basically he doubles Mm -hmm. her age. it was really interesting. I mean, this book feels a little bit like uh, fantasy mm-hmm. fulfillment, not in a bad way, but it's because it's like the, the same, the title is called So Sweet and it's actually such a sweet book. It's also very um, smutty, but the mm-hmm. romance between them is really, really sweet because Michael is basically enamored by Kayla, like from the very beginning, he likes her personality. He likes that she's really honest about what she wants. She's like, I want uh, to, I want someone to pay for my, you know, for my bills or something. But I also want to have a job. I want to provide for myself because I don't want to be like uh, 
I guess, uh, taking advantage of the person mm-hmm. who's my sugar daddy, which is ironic because you exactly. know, that's what they do, you know? Um, but all, whenever he wanted to pay something for her, she would feel bad about it. She would be like, no, oh my is God. this necessary? And he's like, that's our arrangement. That's what we agreed, yeah. you know? And even, and even when he's offering all these things, she says, but, um, you know, I'm still kind of hesitant about the sex part. And he's like, um, we'll only sleep together mm-hmm. when you want it or when, when you decide it. So it was really sweet to see this billionaire person completely in love with this girl who honestly she was kind of a mess because you know we're young we're we're kind of figuring out uh, what our careers and stuff like that um and I gotta say even there even though it was an age gap it kind of didn't feel like it because he was you know like since he's a millionaire he's pretty tech savvy and whatnot he's supposed to like like he's not out of touch with the world Mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say so because for me like if I were to be in an age gap like that like me 25 and him 50 I I really think I would die (laughs) if I have to explain to him like things about the internet or whatnot (laughs) so it was good that they had instant chemistry and it was like no there weren't any apparent gaps between them and stuff like that I also uh but it was really really smutty and I like that the author Rebecca Weatherspoon um she actually makes it kind of a joke. I think it's uh, the second or third book that she makes a joke that where Michael, he says, oh, I'm considering getting Viagra uh, because we have so much sex. <laughs> and, oh my God. and he's like, but I don't know if I should risk the impending heart attack uh, just because I want to keep having sex with you yeah. or something like that. And <laughs> no, it was really funny because they do have a big um, age gap between them. And even like her parents mention it, her friends mention it. Everyone's kind of like, you know, he's really old. And he says, I probably, <laughs> I'll probably die, you know, uh, eventually or stuff like that. But they. Oh, I thought you were going to say he, he probably died with sex. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. he jokes about that too. He says like, oh I, might, I might die having sex on top of you one day. <laughs> oh my uh, God. So it's like, it's, it's kind of like a running joke between them too. Like, but yeah, like they also have like a lot of very adult um, interactions. Like um, we have to sign a contract and you have, we have this like business meeting and I, I'm doing like an investment here and there and do you support me in this, whatever. So they are, they're a couple that's kind of like a really disgusting couple. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they're so, so sweet and so <laughs> like they give you teeth rot. Like <laughs> Adriana said in one episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause there's too, they're too cute. They share everything. They know everything about each other. There's never like uh if they ever have like issues they immediately like talk about it it's very cute and very nice and also very smutty like there's a lot of sex like a lot of sex in that series so yes I do recommend it a lot I like I really liked the age gap on it like I I there are a few age gap books that I really really like and this this is one of them just because the there's never any sort of imbalance between them like they yeah he's much older than her and he's super rich but other than that like he always treats her like an equal and he tries to give her opportunities and like it's not like he's like acting like her dad or anything but he he knows like he knows the struggles that she would have because he went through them and he tries to help her in a way that gives her her own autonomy as well so yes Mm. I I really did like these three books each one is like 100 pages uh and they're really funny they're also written like in a sort of diary entry way I would say um Mm -hmm. there's a lot of showing like I'm sorry there's a lot of telling uh, involved Uh like today I went this and we did that and whatever because like it's it's only 100 pages and there's a lot of things to cover but I feel like it was good in this in this sense um because it 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 covered so many details at once and uh no I Rebecca Weatherspoon she writes really amazing romances 
they are they all have a lot of different themes and i really really enjoyed these like these are really sweet and really funny and also really smutty like it it has everything in between and they're also like a little low in angst i would say i think the most angstiest one i would say is the last one and it's because there's a lot of things going on at once but still i really do like the series a lot i actually reread it this week because of the episode so yeah i have it fresh in my mind right now so yes that was (laughs) that was my book i i i first off i really enjoy rebecca weatherspoon's books um they uh, she she's like i feel like a very underrated romance writer um because first off i really enjoy her cowboy series ah yes Mm -hmm. i i absolutely love it it's one of my favorite series um i've only read the first one but i really liked it i liked it a lot I, I liked the second one as well, and I've, I'm waiting for the third one because the third one is with the grumpy older brother, and I'm just like, oh, yes, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, but I really enjoy Re- Rebecca's writing, um, and I've been wanting to read uh, So Sweet. I, I again, I am just bad, um, and I think. I I once started reading the vampire series, the Better Off Red, oh, I think is yeah. the first one. Um, I don't know why I abandoned it, um, but I, I read I, that I, one. Yeah, those are very smutty. Um, Super smutty. Yeah. Like um, ridiculously smutty. Yes. I, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I've read these. I've read the Haven ones. I read uh, the Buff Nanny one. That was amazing. Really funny yeah. and really smutty. Um, Rock yeah. by Rebecca as well. Uh, yeah. Harbor Harbor was oh, amazing. I need to Amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, I only I read Sanctuary in that series. Okay. The I read the first two and I'm missing Harbor, which is Harbor is the polyam right yeah Yeah. there should be like a rebecca weatherspoon (laughs) read-a-thon yes rebecca is so underrated she also read um wrote she also wrote a female female one that i really liked which is called treasure um Mm -hmm. it was so 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 cute and treasure is so yes i love that such a good book so basically what we're saying um please read rebecca weatherspoon we're gonna continue talking about her and her books because they're amazing um i feel like we've gushed about a few authors in every episode and this episode (laughs) is all for rebecca (laughs) do it for her do it for rebecca um we bow down to to rebecca um and i'm so looking forward to uh the next cowboy book um and i want to i am i'm probably gonna find so sweet tonight and try and try and read it because i want to read something new um i just got all of them (laughs) okay then then i will but i'm so glad you brought up rebecca in this episode marianne yes I'm so, I was like every episode I was like oh does a Rebecca book fit into this trope mm-hmm. so I'm glad that I finally found a place to put one of her books so yes yes read Rebecca read yeah. Rebecca yeah I, I I'll read anything that she writes from now on um yeah I think uh I want to talk about mine now <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Tell us about your book, Abby. It's my turn now. Okay. Uh, My, the book that I chose, the book that I chose um, is a lot of tropes in one, but I chose it for uh, the age gap. Um, It's called uh, Pink Slip by Katrina Jackson. I am once again talking about Katrina Jackson. We don't repeat authors here, Adriana. How dare you? Oh, no. 
definitely we haven't talked about talia hibbert in almost every episode <laughs> here um <laughs> but i chose pink slip um i think this may be my favorite katrina jackson book of all the ones that i've read um and that's saying a lot because i do love a lot of her books um but I think this is the one that made me like realize that Katrina Jackson is a multifaceted writer. She can, she has the range. She has the range. Um, um, and by that, I mean that this book is a spy romance. Let's go. Um, let's go. And she really knows how to write action scenes just as well as she knows how to write a sex scene and that's very rare to see um but let me tell you about the sort of plot of this book so the main character is Kira and she is she has just like graduated from like college um she's a writer and she can't find a job um and she answers the this uh to this job application, I guess, to be an assistant. Um, and she's like, well, I'll just be you guys' assistant. And it's for this married couple. They're very secretive about what they do for their work. They're like, oh, we work for like security or something. Um, and she's like, okay, cool. Um, and they hire her. And, but, she starts like lusting over this married couple she basically lives with them because she's basically a live-in assistant um and slowly but surely she starts like finding out that they're actually spies for the uh quote-unquote the agency um which is like a secret government organization spy organization um and yeah it's she starts like she she's I really love this this uh this book mostly because she is the one trying to seduce this married couple into like accepting her into their relationship Mm -hmm. um but still she's like oh I need to respect them because a they're both married and B, they're my bosses. Um, so there's this like weird obstacle that she sets for herself. Um, and you know, the the Monica, who's the the wife in this couple, is a very serious, like cold woman. Um, but she's like super hot, you know? <laughs> she's like super hot. That's how I um, like no. <laughs> exactly she's like the face claim that uh katrina uses is rosario dawson which is such an inspired choice it's (laughs) such an inspired choice (laughs) the the face claims that she uses it's like i think timothy oliphant for the the husband and he's such a daddy (laughs) i'm I'm so sorry I'm i'm actually looking for the book as we speak I'm gonna buy it. Just look away. <laughs> I'm so weak for this white man, and he's like the jokester kind of husband. He's like a little more like casual, um, and he's like more flirt, the more flirty of the two. So Kira and him have like a flirtatious relationship, but oh my god, it's so hot, and <laughs> it sort of develops because. Uh, she has to go with them undercover um, in like Berlin in this like sort of sex club. And she's like, oh my God, we're going to have sex. I'm going to have sex with my bosses. I'm going to go on the field and become a super spy as well. Um, that is hot. Yeah, it's extremely hot, but also like there's a lot of action scenes like there's a lot of guns and some blood um there's like car chases it's all so very good I really love this entire series it's called the spies who loved her 
Oh my god. I was, uh, you know, I'm only thinking about like that movie. I mean, the spy movie where they're married. Ah, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's all I've been thinking since yeah, you mentioned the, the, the pitch that Katrina had was if James Bond had a wife and they both wanted to have sex with their assistant. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. That is, I yeah. love it. I love it immediately. I want to read it now. Yeah. This entire series is amazing. Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss is all around. Um, and this is actually like, the second Katrina book you recommend where it's Polly and Maris. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. She knows how to write these, like, uh, these, not couples, these, like, coupling relationships. And, like, the second one in the series is, like, a cam girl and one of the like he's also a spy but he's more like on the tech side of he 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 doesn't hack her computer but basically because they're trapped i don't want to like talk about this book because i'm talking about another book in the series but it's basically he uh they're trying to track this like basically like warlord um who has an affinity for girls like uh the cam girl um and so but he like the warlord likes uh to see (laughs) uh couples having sex on camera live um and so so this is they like, ask this is a they romance ask, series but like actiony romance or something yes 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 it's sort of like action romance um but like usually it's near the end of the book where a lot of action happens we should read the series they're all good they're like <laughs> undercover secrets there's like passion uh i love it i love it so much i'm, I'm also so weak for like spy romances it's i think we don't have enough of spy like books so we do not but also like it's very specific because if it's like i don't know like fbi agents who are like basically cops i don't i'm not interested in that i'm not interested in that i want the sexy they have to be sexy they have to be sexy spies they have to be spies like mr and mrs smith um you know, or like uh, the Melissa McCarthy movie. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. I love so Spy. much. I'm so glad you mentioned it. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, basically, if like these types of movies were made into books where there's like also a lot of banter and like uh, uh, the, the sexual tension is there. Oh my God. <sighs> I can't breathe. And I think also because when scenes are like really actiony and stuff, it it makes like the sex scenes even better. Yes. I feel when when one of them is endangered and like one or more of the like partners, it's like I need to save them. I this I don't care whatever happens to me, they have to be saved. Oh my god, I love it. It sounds like so. Like I just I I'm just imagining the hottest sex scenes ever. Like that's that's in oh, yes. my mind. From the club scene, from like them basically having sex on like desks and like all these different things. It's like, oh my god, it's amazing. It's amazing. I love, I love, I love, I love. I I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out right now. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny that I was gonna like I went to my library and I put um to borrow the book and when I go to my Kindle I already have it. <laughs> like, I, I bought it. So this is a sign and the sign is for me to read it. Yeah. So I have Past Marianne left you a gift for present Marianne. That is um, true. Oh, it's a dollar to read Pink Slip. It's very cheap. It's it's pretty I think it's pretty short um I don't remember how many pages exactly it is but um it's relatively short because Katrina Jackson doesn't write like lengthy books um you get what you came for and you leave satisfied 100 percent 
happy customer. Um, uh, I love the series. I, I I keep saying it, but I just wish there were more books in this in this series. Um, I know that Katrina writes a lot of series <laughs> um, and books, but you know, I I especially love this series so much. I have so many books to read out of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think my TBR grows literally each episode because I keep adding books. Uh. <laughs> Which is the main goal of this podcast is like making people read what we read, <laughs> forcing them to read what we read. <laughs> no, but really, I, I really enjoy talking about the books that I love with you all and sharing them with anyone who might be listening I think it's good. It's good because we talk about books that aren't that well known. Mm-hmm. Books are and yeah, I agree. Especially at, I, I, I think that we have talked about in like most of them are independently independently published or they're like very small publishers. Mm-hmm. So it's good. I think it's good to bring attention to these different types of books as well. Yes. Yes. Question for you all which is usually how we sort of end this episode. Would you be in a relationship with a pretty sizable age gap? Paola, I think you were going to say Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm down for it. To be completely honest, when I was 20... I think I was 20, maybe 21. I started taking self-defense lessons and it was by a college professor. And that college professor had a friend who would sometimes go into and go into the class and teach the, the self-defense class. And sometimes he was just like a nice visitor at the during like the college class. And I was just fascinated by him. And I, I was like, you are the most amazing, <laughs> hot person I've ever met. And he would, which is weird for me because I, I usually like when uh, men are um, kind of like in, in Gossip Girl, you know, like preppy. Rich? No, not rich, not rich. Oh my God. <laughs> No, not rich. Rich, rich, Paula, rich. No, no, no. They might, they might own a yacht. They might own a yacht. It's fine. I mean, yes, I do. We all I am own, open. Own a sugar daddy now. Um, My DMs are open. Um, <laughs> and, but and he would he would always show up in like sweatpants and his sneakers. But every time he opened his mouth, I was like, <laughs> I love you. You know, smitten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love at first sight. And he was, tw- he is 12 years older than me. And so when I first started crushing on him, I was like, he's never going to, to be into me because he probably thinks I'm a kid. He's really hot. And so in the beginning, it, that was my reservation because I also was like, he's 12 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Like it opens a dangerous territory because I was 21 I've never dated anyone and I'm like, I'm still in college, mm-hmm. you know, like I still don't know what, he, what the hell is up with my life. And now that I'm 26, mm-hmm. I still don't know what's up with my life, but I feel like I am more mature. So yeah. Yeah. I would date him. Like my reservations are no longer yeah. a thing. <laughs> Not with if him. If you're listening, take your chance. <laughs> again my dms are open <laughs> mapping the tropes on matchmaking podcast in my case i would also definitely yeah yes. who knows um so you see now that i am almost 26 uh i feel like an age gap is actually something i would be welcome to because you know, like, I, I don't think I would date anyone younger than me for a lot of reasons, uh, mainly because I want someone to be, like, on the same level of emotional maturity as I. And mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm not saying that's because of age, but it almost always is. 
and also I guess maybe like you know someone like 10 years older <laughs> I don't think I don't consider it right now me I don't consider it an age gap um you know I'm 20 I'm, I'm 25 so dating someone 35 is not too much of a gap to me um but you know in the books that I read people who are like 25 and they did date like 50 year olds that's where I have to maybe think about it a little bit because there are a little a lot of generational differences and I think that would come in between for me because I don't want someone who's like patronizing to me I don't want someone who's uh like trying to be a dad to me or anything. Uh, I want an equal, I want a partner. So, you know, I, I want someone, if, if we have different mm -hmm. ages, I just want us to click. Um, I also don't mind age gaps because I would assume that if he's older than me, you know, if it's a guy, if he's older than me, he would be, you know, stable, maybe has a career, maybe has like goals or something. I would, I would hope, you know, I guess, because that's what I, that's what I have in mind right now. So yeah, I, that's like, I, I don't mind the age gap as long as we have like similar ideas and goals in mind. Yes, that's me. <laughs> Adriana. Heavy <sighs> <laughs> sigh. Listen, um, first, like short answer. Yes, I, like it's good as a fantasy, like having this older person just like basically, yes, I, I am exposing myself here. Um, uh, but also like most of the people whom I've dated have been like either a year or two older than I than me or literally the same age as as me. Um, which as you guys have been talking about I've been like oh my god most of the people I've dated have been older than I am oh my god what is wrong with me um, <laughs> um but also like I'm just like very open to whatever happens as mentioned earlier in this episode I am very single and so alone and lonely uh, <laughs> I just want someone I want someone or maybe more than one someone but who knows because I'm just open to whatever happens and if nothing is happening now that I'm 26 that's fine almost 26 that's fine with me but again this like having this like older man fantasy is such a oh, such a good one to have just like imagine <laughs> it's like oh my god this older person can take care of me and I don't have to worry about anything <laughs> it would be so good it would be so good alas it's a fantasy it's not real life um, <laughs> um but TL anyway the TLDR is yes uh yes sign me up <laughs> ASAP as possible um in conclusion everyone here would be down for a age gap so our dms are open especially paola's and adriana's please <laughs> yeah. the i think that's a good way to end <laughs> and i think with that maybe we can wrap it up <laughs> adriana where <laughs> adriana where can we find you where can we find you so we can wrap it up find me on twitter at Borica Reads, that B, that's B-O-R-I-C-U-A Reads, Twitter, Instagram, uh, so Tumblr, somewhere on YouTube as a cryptid, uh, and yeah, uh, or on my website, BoricaReads.com. That's all the places you can find me at the moment. Uh, Paula? Uh, you can find me at Gererar, that's G-U-E-R-R-E-R-A-W-R, -R -E -R -R on Twitter and Instagram, Paola M. Guerrero on YouTube. I have a book club called Accidentally in Love, where we read uh, romance books by uh, authors of color. Well, I have two book fests. And one of them is called Virtual Indie Book Fest. Marianne is going to be a part of it. It's going to be lots of fun. Uh, it's dedicated to 
indie and um, self-published authors, uh, small press published authors and um, self-published authors. It's happening uh, this Saturday. Yeah, this weekend. Yay! That's so exciting. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm freaking out already. So, so do it. Um, yeah, what about you, uh, Marianne? Okay, so you can find me on Twitter uh, at Bokesh Find me on Instagram at Reads by Starlight. You can find my contact email and any of those um, social media sites. So contact me about promotional opportunities. If you want to send me books so I can read and review them, go ahead. And I will be participating in Virtual Indie Book Fest. And you can find me here on this podcast, of course. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Don't forget to share, rate the podcast, subscribe, leave us a review, listen, give us lots of love. Yes, and you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter at Mapping Tropes and Instagram at Mapping the Tropes. You can also contact us via email if you have any trope ideas or things you think we should cover. Or if you just want to get in touch with us, please reach out. Um, we love more guests like Silvana. I hope you enjoyed the Silvana episode because it was so cool. Um, and yeah, uh, Paula, take us out. Yeah, next episode will be out in two weeks and we'll be delving into Friends to Lovers. So stay tuned for that. That is one of my absolute favorite tropes. I leave them brief for the angst that this trope provides. So check us out. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's yeah. have the trope, baby. Baby.